Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. So let's go on, on what we uh, wanted to talk about today. This message came like probably about, about three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Um, when I was reading in, in the book of Numbers, and it just put me in a, in, in, in a, in a to think about what is what we all need to move forward. What is the difference between someone that is not moving towards the promises that God is doing and the, and the person that is, is uh, moving towards those promises? And... and I was reading with uh, I was reading the book of Exodus and then seeing how the 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 Israelites came out and and it touched my heart a moment so uh, a moment on that reading uh, and then it took me to uh, the book of Numbers but most of us we know the story right we know um, is the nation being delivered from the Egyptian slavery um, it's a very common story you know. Uh, we have heard, we have seen, we have read about it. So it's not a new subject for, for us. Um, but I want to let you know where I want to bring you to that moment that where they are in front of the land. And I want to stop there because there is something, there is a learning, there is an, an opportunity, there is a lesson on that, on, uh, that, that we can learn from this moment. Um, the Israelites went into slavery, and they were almost 400 years around there. They were slaves. Slavery means that you are not satisfied but the, way, but the way you're living. It means that someone else is taking decisions for you and forcing, forcing you to do things that you don't want to do. Even though you think you want to do it. But at the end, there is always a gap, a hole in your heart that doesn't make you feel satisfied. Basically, when you feel that, you are not alive. Being a slave means being dead. Because someone else is taking those decisions. And then you act and you do and you perform. But when you look back and you see like, that doesn't satisfy me. The, the people from Israel, they were slaves. And the Bible said that they cried out to God. And God here and then he remembered about the promise that he did to Abraham, Jacob, and Isaac. And then he called Moses. And he said, Moses, I need, I remember, and I'm going to deliver my people from the Egyptian slavery. They take him from there. And there is a process of, of almost two, two years. God is able to take him out. 
with the plagues, signs and wonders. And they come out of that land and they become free. They start living. But the purpose of God is not only take you out of a slavery. I'm dividing this on three processes, three, three uh, areas or three steps. He doesn't want to take you only from slavery. He promised a new land. So when you come out of the slavery, you become alive. Now you start taking your own decisions. Now you start building attitudes. Now you start building your faith. But that is not the end of the process. God not only wants to give you life. He, got, he wants to give you life in abundance. And life in abundance, the Bible said that rivers flow through us. When you live a life in abundance, people will get close to you. And they, for some reason, they want to drink from, from you. Because you have a life in abundance. Life in abundance is not financial blessing only. It is part of it. Because poverty, poverty is not a blessing. We got to understand that. Yeah, if you said that all being rich is not on the Bible, that's, that is the wrong way of seeing things. <laughs> because there is more bad things related to poverty than having financial blessings. So, just by logic, right? I, I didn't understand that before. It's, it's, you know, I've been in that process to understanding what God wants to do in my finances area, you know. But, um, so God wants to give you life in abundance, which means more of what you have. So here they are, the Hebrews are moving through the wilderness, and then they arrive to that promised land. They are at the edge of the promised land. Imagine that, oh, we're here. That's on that side, you know. They've been talking about it. When we get there, when we get there, when we get there, are we there yet? Moses, are we there yet? You know? And, 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 and when you understand that, the, just try to put your mind on that moment. It's like, oh, here we go again. We're going to have to walk another day. Are we there yet? And when they are on that age, Something happened because God is with them. But then God says to Moses, Moses, I want you to send 12 spies. I want you to recognize that area. I was like, wait a minute. When I was reading about this, wait a minute. If, 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 if Rich invite me to, to his nice house. No, let's say a restaurant. Let's say you, you invite me to in a restaurant in a restaurant and and then he said, it's a good restaurant, good food. And then I'm going with him, and then he tells me, go check it out and see how the food is. I'm like, wait a minute. You told me it's a good food. You know? So God did that and said, I'm going to send the 12 spies. You know? And we're going to see in a moment that God 
He gives you the promises. He put you in front of the promises. But he actually wants you to take ownership of that promise. If you don't see your promises being fulfilled, it's not God's responsibility. Faith goes with acts. It's for what you do. So they are in front of the promised land. And they send that 12, the 12 spies. And uh, the promised land, it was about recognizing and seeing it. And God says that is the land where uh, the flow of milk and honey is present. He said, I'm going to send you to, to a land with, with milk and, and honey are going to be flowing. And in my mind, it's like, uh, only milk and honey? Is there anything else, you know? Like, could you breathe? I don't know if I want to go just for milk and honey. If you can say steaks or, I mean, it, it has to be something else. I'm going to bring this up. I, it, so I was trying to get what, what, what the, the Hebrews were thinking when they hear about this, you know. But I don't know if God, God has started a new trend with this milk and honey. And now everybody started milk and honey. Oh, but in the Bible, uh, and we're going to get there, it's, there is a, a, a definition of what milk is, right? Milk is related to fertility. Yeah, and, and if you go through the Bible, um, being fertile means being productive. Yeah, how many of you likes people that is productive? Yeah, if you hire someone and it only does not even half of the work that you're expecting, that person is not productive, right? If, if you put 10 seeds of tomatoes on your, on your garden and you only get one or two, that land is not productive, right? We don't have Pastor Lorraine here. She's the expert on, on gardening right now. But God was saying this land is going to be productive. So it means that what you put in, you're going to receive it back. Let's say 100%, but because I know God, you're probably going to get it back in 120 or 150%. So... If you put $100 on your investments and net, next day you get 200 or you get 100 back, that means that you got a revenue of 100%. So now you have 200. And if you put those 200 back, next day you're going to get 400 because you're getting in revenue 100%. So what's going to happen, your finances start growing, 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 growing. And then you start living in abundance. So God, when God says milk, it's like, hey, this land is going to be productive. And when we talk about honey, what do we say when we get home? <laughs> That's a good one. I didn't know that one. But... That's a term when we use to define something that is really sweet. Home, sweet home. Sweet uh, life, sweet sleep. So God was telling them basically that land is not only going to be productive, you're going to have that sweetness. It's not going to be bitter like the slavery you're coming from. God doesn't only take you to a place to be free. He takes you to the opposite so you can live that life abundance. 
So the, the 12 spies came and then they said, yes, indeed. And that's, that's what I like from the Bible because they, already, they were already speaking that language. That is, they flow milk and honey on that land. We confirm God was right. He was right. He was not lying to us. And they bring a fruit. The fruit is beautiful, attractive to their eyes. And they, yes. And suddenly there is a problem. But that land is occupied already. How come God gave it to us and it's occupied? And, and the 12 spies, they were in disagreement. But there were two men that were thinking differently. Their name was Joshua and Caleb. And I, I want to focus my attention today in Caleb. Let's read on Numbers 13.30. The Bible said that 10 spies start saying the negative aspect of this situation then he says but Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses let's go at once to take the land he said we can certainly conquer it but the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed we can't go against them they are stronger than we are. So they were in charge to spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we travel through and explore will devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people we saw, they were huge. Are you kidding me? Oh, no, that is not in the Bible. Sorry. <laughs> We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to them, look at this, look at this mentality. Next to them, we felt, we felt like grasshopper. And that's what they thought too. What then people can do a congregation. So then, the, the people start complaining about it. How amazing this is. Like you have seen the hand of God. He has bring you to the promised land. You're eating a really good food. Man, you know, God is providing. And then you're like, why God, you brought us here. We could have died in Egypt. And they, don't, they, didn't, they didn't only do it a, a few times. They were complainers. If there is no water, they complain for water. You know, and they were complainers. If you read the story, oh, it wouldn't be better if we stayed there instead of dying in the wilderness. And then on this moment, they complain, say, oh, it wouldn't be better if we die in the wilderness instead of going, you know, to the promised land. They didn't know what they want. And I don't want to criticize that I, because, I mean, you got to, when you are on the situations, it's when you understand what the people is going through, right? But today we want to strike that. So, so, so God told Moses, I'm done with this generation. I'm going to kill them all. I don't know how. The Bible said that. <laughs> and what really scares me is that. 
How many times we are enjoying life and the first obstacle, the first difficulty comes to our life, we'll be like, ah, I don't want to face this giant. I don't want to keep walking. And we become complainers. And it really scares me. Because God has been giving you everything. And it's not that he cannot give it to you, everything. But we got to understand, when God, when God asked them to leave the land of Egypt, he pointed in a certain direction. They couldn't go against the Philistine. And God couldn't win the battle against the Philistine. But he didn't do it because he has a purpose on the direction he's pointing to you. Sometimes God asks you, if you want to get here, sometimes God asks you to go in this direction, then turn on the other one, and then turn on uh, the right until you get to the position. And then you ask him, why you didn't bring me directly through the land? Because there is a process that God wants you to face on this point so he can build you. You are not ready to take over the land yet. And this is just the introduction, okay? So, just telling you. Or you're going to start telling me like someone said, Pharaoh, let the people go. <laughs> Pastor Ryan told me we have two hours. And, <laughs> and then God lets Moses tell him, hey, don't do that. Because God told him, Moses, I can make from you you know I'm gonna get rid of them I'm gonna terminate them and I can make from you a greater and a mightier nation there's another preaching there but I don't want to get into details I'll be like yes my generations right and Moses said no Lord just just by seeing this interaction with Moses and God it, it amazed me like did you try to bring God to a logic thinking or what? Because Moses said, look, if you kill them all here, the Egyptians, the Egyptians are going to say, hey, you bring them all out. You deliver them and then you kill them. What kind of God is that? And it's not that God doesn't know. He knew. He knew. But there is a lesson there that we want to learn. So, so God does those things just for us to teach us how he behaves. He reveals in the Bible. That's what he does. It's not that he didn't know. He didn't know. He does it because he wants us to learn from those experiences. Let's go to Numbers 14, 29. 20, sorry. 23, I'm sorry. 14, 23. After that, uh, God spoke to Moses and he said, But they certainly shall not, shall not see the land of which I swore to their fathers, nor shall any of those who rejected me see it. But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully, say with me fully, I will bring him into the land where he went and his descendants will inherit it. We just were singing right now that the words, I really like the way we connect. And I didn't tell Kelsey what she needs to sing. It's like the words today, I'm resting on your word. I'm, 
I'm believing what you said. I'm believing that you promised you releasing me. That was Caleb. In my mind, when I was reading this, like, ah, what was the difference between Caleb and the other ten? Caleb and Joshua, but I'm going to focus on Caleb. What was the difference? You know, it was his character. It was his formation. The title of the message today is Character of a Conqueror. Having character, we want to understand what is, this is very important. Character is an attribute. It's an attribute is something that is inherited to you. You carry it with you. You take it with you. It cannot be put aside. It doesn't give you the opportunity to decide. It makes you jump right in front of the situation and push it. In the direction you are moving. It is part of your personality. It is who you are. It defines you. It's very different than attitude. Attitude gives you the chance to, to choose what you want to do. And it's different than behavior. Those three points. But they help to build character. Behavior is the way you act or you react based on something that you know. There is an instruction on your, on your brain that tells you this is how you need to act under this situation. You need to wash your hands before, going, before eating. You need to do this before doing it's a behavior because you know there is information on you. If you wash your hands, we wash your hands, right? <laughs> Everybody's like, hey, I don't wash my hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, thank you. And that behavior starts building an attitude. Now, oh, you go to a restaurant, it's like, ah, oh, there's no soap, and, but I need to wash my hands. It's necessary that I wash my hands. And it starts becoming an attitude. Then it's, it's just something that you have to do every single time. You don't even think about it. You go there, you can feel it. You're eating, and it's like, ah, oh, disgusting. Oh, what did I get, you know? It becomes a character. So behaviors... Develop attitude. And attitudes develop character. Through Exodus, we can see what Caleb went through. Point number one. If you want to build character, you have to become a giver. Not a taker. Exodus... 5.3 says, but Aaron and Moses, we're going back to the, before they were delivered, but Aaron and Moses persisted. The God of the Hebrews has met with us, they declare. 
So let us take a three-day journey into the wilderness so we can offer, say with me, offer, offer sacrifices to the Lord our God. How many of you has been in financial deficit and then someone said, it's because you have to offer? When you think about this situation, they were a slave. They were not the Egyptians. And then you suddenly tell them, hey, let's going to have a party in the, in, 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 in the wilderness. But I'm not going to feed you, but you're going to have to offer. The first step to break with that slavery mentality is to be someone that has something to offer. Don't ask God what you need. Show them what you can offer. A few, uh, few days ago, someone came into my, my office and said, Abe, I want to apply for this position. And I, 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 what do you think? Do you think they're going to take me? And I said, if you change your mentality, don't, don't go look for a job. Offer your skills. If you go looking for a job, trying to find something to get, you're probably not going to get whatever they give you. But you want to bring something that you can offer to them. And you tell them, this is who I am. This is what I can offer to you. On this case, it's slavery. Look, they, the, the, the Hebrew nation, they were a lot more than the Egyptians. And they still being slaves. So God wanted to work something on the process. He wants to process something on their minds. So it's, the slavery was not in the physical, was not in a physical state. It was something on their minds that God wanted to break. If you want a really beautiful girlfriend, not you, Lilo. I'm talking to the guys here. <laughs> and you're like, I want it like this, 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 you know, this, this, this. What do you have to offer? Are you getting ready? What are you offering, you know? When, when I was, I was uh, in Mexico and then Shara came on vacation, I was like, oh, that's a really high star. Not going to be able to get it. <laughs> but then I find out that I have something to offer. That is the first thing. We are not takers. We have something to offer. Number, number two. Embrace your process. Caleb was about to get killed. Just by that comment he did. Numbers 14.5 says, But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, or Jephunneh, who were among of those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes. And they spoke to all the congregation. This is Caleb and Joshua. All the children of Israel saying, the land we pass through to spy out, it, it, is, an ex, it is exceedingly good land. And this is the reaction that the congregation had. 14.10 it says, and the congregation said to stone them. They knew, but he has that character, the character, fearless, faithfulness, because he knew 
that if God can put you at the edge of the promised land is because he's going to take you there and he's going to give it to you. He's not going to lie. He's not going to lie. But how do you build that? How do you build that character? You build it in the small circumstances. That's how you build it. You, you build it, start facing those little tiny giants, if you want to call them like that, and you kick your butt, and it's here, and then you start moving, and then, hey, I have a God that, and then there's a lot, but then God comes. That's how you build character. But you only build it through the process. I am not the person who came in 2005 to this country. I am not the one. I used to be under my mom and my dad all the time. I didn't build character. But when you came here, you started like, oh, I have to be that father. I have to be that protector. I have to be that provider. You build character. And that's what the generations right now are missing. They don't want to face the process. As soon as they see something big, oh, God. If you could at least let me die in Egypt, I don't want to face this. Can I just leave? Can I just move? I want to change to another country. I want to change to another city. Embrace your character. Character is what we need. The I love you that I told to my wife today, it's not the I love you that I said when we got married. It is not. We have gone through much. It is not that way. In Romans 8, 5, 8, 8, 37 and 39, Paul said, Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Say with me, more than conquerors. Say it again, more than conquerors. Through him who loves us. For I am persuaded. I am convinced. I live it. I went through the process. I am convinced. That neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come nor high or not depth, nor any, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Character. Character. Put that giant in front of me. Put it in front of me. Because the one that I'm following is bigger the one that is coming, the one that promised me this is bigger. For what? Why do we walk? Why do we follow this? The third point is take over your promise. God brought the Hebrews to the edge of that land. And then he said, from here now on, I'm going to guide you. 
but you have to take over. Go and start the process. Start seeing where I'm going to send you. You have to take ownership. God wants want to bless us. But we have to be in the process. We have to take control. There's a beautiful anointing right now in this moment. God is moving right now. I've seen doors being opened. Doors that you haven't seen before. You know why God wants to take you to that land? Every single day there is people living in slavery. Coming out of slavery, being becoming alive but they don't get to the abundant life and that is the end goal of God on John 10 10 Jesus said the thief, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy but I have come that they may have life but not only a life, a regular life, and they might have it more than abundantly. Milk and honey, it means abundance. Abundance. The Bible said that rivers will flow through us. A live river will flow through us. Have you ever seen the people get closer to you? And they, they want to talk to you. They want to get to know you. They want to spend time with you. Because there is a river. And then being slaves, they want to drink from that river. So God wants to take us to that position. I have something to offer. I don't know what is your process or what... what do you still be in a slave? Are you on that process? What are you facing today? You know, when God told, I have to say this because someone's going to be ministered by this. When they complain about, oh, that land, there are giants. We don't want to go there. And God said, okay, you're not going. You're not going to enter. You know what happened next day? They took their own decision. And they said, we are going. And then they went there. They didn't make it. They didn't make it. Because they didn't let God guide in them. In the process, you want to let God take your decisions. You need that guidance. Because sometimes we take a decision. And it's not what God wanted. You took it on your own. And then you're dying like, why? I'm suffering. That's a decision you take. And it's not, and God can, that's the amazing thing from God that he wants to pull us out. Bring us back to life. So today, I don't know what process you are. I don't know what state you are. 
But if you live every single day and you open your eyes and you see that there's not a live ribbon on you, it's because you've probably been a slave. A slave and doing things that you don't want to do. You're not fulfilled. So I want to talk to you today. If we want to close our eyes. Bible said that when the Israelites came out of the, the land and they celebrate the moment that after they, they passed the Red Sea God talked to them and said if you follow my law and my institutes I will make you a great nation and then he said here is the moment when I'm making you free God wants you to be set free. If you're not satisfied with life, God has something for you. God has something for you. So if this morning you are ready to offer and accomplish that first step, God says, give me your heart. And in your heart, is what, what life is. Basically, he's saying, give me your life. Give me control of the next steps. And I'm going to take you, maybe you're going to feel like that wilderness is difficulty. But I'm going to take you to green pastures as well. Where you're going to be able to see how gray I am. The Israelites saw the greatest of the greatness of God. My decision to follow God is something that I will never going to regret. So today, if you want to give your heart to God, just leave your hand and say, I want to do it. I want to leave again. I want to be free. Thank you. You can lower. When I see the miracles that God is doing here, I, I, I have so much. I get amazed when I see people being free. God can make a change in your life. Is there anyone else who's saying, I want to change? I want to go through that process. I want to have. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anyone else? wants to shift that slavery thank you the spirit of God is moving the spirit of God's moving on this place I see a grinder there are things right now that he's grinding it looks like a piece of metal that it was very difficult to move but the Holy Spirit is grinding I'm going to tell you that God is going to transform your life for those that lift their hands for, for the whole congregation, let's do this prayer. It's not about the prayer, but it's the, what you want to do today. Let's stand up. Let's, let's stand up.
And we're going to declare, we're going to offer our hearts to him. And we're going to start that amazing process to start walking towards abundant life. Jesus, repeat with me. Jesus, I am so thankful for this moment. I am so thankful for your life given at the cross. And today I want to come out of that slavery. I want to offer my heart. Take it. And then start taking me into the process that is going to take me to abundant life. I declare today that you are my Lord. And you are my Savior. I am ready. I am ready to start walking towards my promises. In Jesus' name. Second prayer I want to do today is us as a church. We have seen signs and wonders on this place. I see life being transformed. And I'm sorry, I have to... I'm, I love to see Malachi serving back there. I love to see Malachi. There is, there is a, it just fills my heart to see that amazing miracle. Beautiful family that it's going to start developing on you and, and Aaron. There is a bigger, bigger season for you. But that's, he's not the only one. We are at the edge right now. The 12 spies were commissioned. Like they are going on mission with someone else. They're going together. Are you ready to take over the land? Are you ready to face those giants? Are you ready to be fearless and say, that's what I want. I'm ready. I'm going to take it. I have something to offer. I'm going to take it. If you are ready, just lift your hands and say, Lord, I'm ready. Lord, I'm ready. Father, in this morning, we want to release that commission to each one of them, to each one of your kids, to each one of your children right now that we're going to start impacting the outside. We're going to start impacting the miracles. I see people speaking life. I see people being, bringing uh, water to the thirsty. I've seen that right now. I've seen. I'm not only on places of work, but schools as well schools as well I release that this morning 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 that we are ready to start moving forward even more thank you Father for your presence thank you for this amazing church thank you for our pastors Pastor Jorgen, Pastor Leanne this vision is not on us but it's on God and we move on their hand Giving up a round of applause to God this morning. God bless you all. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming accounts, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.